Welcome, welcome to the UNE Gaming Society radio show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm Nick. I'm Michael. I'm Jennifer. And I nearly forgot what I was saying just then. Hey. <laughs> uh, so how have you all been going this last week? Oh, pretty good so far, to be honest. Yeah? Had four quizzes yesterday. <laughs> So, you know. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> yes, it's great fun. Also, because even more fun because my college was having like a weekend long party. So oh. much, much um, quiet times for concentration. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm. How about you, Jen? I played two games of soccer yesterday and I am dead today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, fun. Um, so you haven't really been doing much and then, you know, two games of soccer. <laughs> yeah, and then that just like hits you out and you're just like I don't want to do anything now it hurts to move <laughs> uh, and um I've haven't really been doing much myself finally got back onto the games and downloaded Skyrim nice so I have that now nice you've played it before I hope right oh yeah Good. I played it before <laughs> I picked it up for nine bucks on Steam well, no, it wasn't on Steam. It was on uh, G2A. Mm. But, yeah, 9 bucks for Skyrim. I thought, oh, that's a pretty good deal. Insert some mods. Have fun. Uh, got my mods working. I haven't played it then since. Nice. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, it's just like, and it's ready to go. Now what? <laughs> mm. Go, I guess. Yeah. Also then started up another Minecraft thing. Nice. So playing that with a friend of mine. Nice. Playing new Minecraft after you haven't played it for a very long time mm. is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Some of those new phantom things came at me. <laughs> and I was just like, what are these? <sighs> yeah, so uh, they only spawn if you don't sleep for long enough. <laughs> the funny thing is my friend that I was playing with, mm. he made a bed. Mm. I didn't. We're not in the same spot. So I didn't sleep, but he did. And <laughs> so he's just uh, doing his own thing in his own mind. And then all of a sudden, he just hears me screaming, going, What is that? <laughs> <laughs> As this, like, bat thing is flying directly at me. Nice. See, uh, I, um, I started single player on my computer, and I realized how sad vanilla Minecraft can be. <laughs> Yeah, so she's been playing on a vanilla enough server with a few plugs, plugins and game rules turned off, like creeper explosions and things like that. Oh, okay. So that they don't blow up everything. So she's like, oh, yeah, new world, let's do it. So she doesn't have any of the server plugins, doesn't have um, mob griefing turned off, and the front <laughs> of her house has been blown up like three or four oh. times. <laughs> it's funny. So my character model is a tiger. Nice. Because I like tigers. Nice. Leave me alone. Um, and I went and I found an island and I said, that, that there, that's Tiger Island. That's my <laughs> home now. <laughs> Tiger Heart Island did not have a very good inception. <laughs> of, sorry, a very good colonization. The, uh, the locals, they are uh, retaliated fiercely on the first night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, So many creeper explosions. And I also found a buried shipwreck. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. A shipwreck was actually inside the island. Mm. Like, I have to excavate it. 
Mm. I have to literally dig around the whole thing, and I'm going to make it like a uh, a like tourist attraction <laughs> for my island. Nice. Hey, oh. come, come look at my boat that's buried deep in here. <laughs> the ancient civilization that used to be here. Nice. So... Well, the first world that I spawned in for my single player, I actually started on this um, island, which had this really tiny island right beside it. Mm. And all was going well until I realised how far away actual land was with anything on it. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, those are are painful starts, I'm going to admit. uh, That's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Just make a boat and go in one direction. Yeah. Well, I found it. It's just that, you know... It's a fair way away, and I'd already set up camp. camp. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, um, treasure maps are hard to locate. Well, not locate, but de- decipher. Yeah, they can be quite tricky. The one that I found was like underwater, mm. and it wasn't like exactly where it was. It was slightly off. Yeah, they are a bit slight. They are a bit off. It's kind of annoying. And I was just like, ah, mm. Mm. why do you do this? Also, what we thought was land was actually water, and what we thought was water was land, so <laughs> that didn't help. Yeah, that make things a bit confusing. I was just like, this doesn't make any sense, this map. Where is it? What's it going? Mm. And those trident bastards. Yeah. Yep. Have you seen them, Jen? Jen hasn't run into them yet. They're like zombies that are in the water that throw tritons at you. Yay. <laughs> And they do a lot of damage. A lot. Like, I was in a boat. My boat broke, and I was like, "What? what's going on? Turn around. Triton hits me. I'm like, ow! Mm. Like, I'm in full um, iron gear. Takes off, like, three and a half hearts. I'm like, what? <laughs> Puts out my shield. It throws. It keeps on throwing things at me. About ten shots later, my shield's gone. I'm just like... Run, 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 run. Leaving time. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're kind of rough. Well, we ran into something because Michael changed the um, Unix server to... Um, oh, yeah, we changed, we changed the modded server over to a more stripped-down mod pack oh, yeah. sort of thing so that I can introduce Gen to other mods. Yeah. It's got things like Twilight uh, Forest in it, Abyssal Craft. But Abyssal Craft has these lovely things called Shoggoths. Oh. And, oh, boy. You know, it's a lo- so they're a Lovecraftian monster, yeah, demon spawn thing, and oh gosh, they multiply very quickly. Mm. Just they, put them in a pit and watch them. Yeah, like the well, mad they were in a pit, except for they could come out of the pit. Oh no, you make it so they can't get out of the pit. Mm. No, that's where we found them. We found them in a pit they could get out of, and we just ran away. Oh, except okay. for Michael didn't. Michael. Yeah, I got eaten. Then oh. all my stuff got dissolved in the acid. Oh. Yeah, so they leave acid behind them. <laughs> I was and if say, your stuff falls in it, it gets dissolved and disappears. Acid. Mm, well, it's like this green sludgy slime stuff that I'm going to call acid. <laughs> I was going to say, that that uh, that seems fun. Mm. Yeah, it was good. And Jen also tried out another... We, had, we both actually tried out a new game this week mm-hmm. as well. We got um, Stardew Valley because it has oh, co-op. multiplayer, yeah. Yeah. That's been entertaining, so... Have you had fun with that? It is quite fun, actually, and it's... I like the fact that it's not just, you know, farming alone. It's got, you know, other interactive stuff. Yeah. Missions for different characters that are in the village and... 
and just like a chill out type vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we played it for like one or two things and then like we just never picked it up again. Mm. <laughs> Back when it was a mod rather than actually integrated into the game. Hmm. Well, see, the thing was we were looking for a game that three of us could play that wasn't, you know, uber competitive. And fairly cheap as well. Yeah. And it fits quite the criteria. Yeah, it is a good little game. Mm. It's just I haven't played it very often, like for a long time. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Does it have fishing when you, you know, play? Yeah. Fishing is a bit weird. That little mini game thing. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain. I can't get the hang of it at all. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Hmm. Yes, well. (sighs) But yeah, it's just like, eh, I, I didn't mind it. It's just, you know. Not something you're into? It's not something that all of us were into. Mm. Because the thing was, is that with many of the games that we play, a lot of my friends played it like on place or uh, Xbox for like ages and ages and ages and ages, and then they get burnt out on it. Yeah. So that when I come in and I'm like, oh, let's all play games together and be friends. Let's play this. We play it for a little bit, then they get bored of it because it's like the 15th time they've started the game. Mm. And then I'm just like, oh, I guess we're not going to play this then. Yeah. And cry myself to sleep. Yeah, that's very true. Anyways, we should probably have a music break. Mm? We have one on time this week. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) More than four in a two-hour session. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, you've been listening to the UNE... um, uh, Uneg's gaming show, Gods. Yeah, we're we're all done here. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's something. Oof. On Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back shortly.
lives. Yeah, you slept on my sofa like every night. Doing any job around and get us by.
Welcome back to the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And I found something that really excites me, but may not excite everyone. <laughs> and anyone. <laughs> Plus somebody like it. Well, so um, on Steam, there's a particular sale that's come up this week. It's called Skulls for the Skull Throne, which is a Warhammer reference. And so all of these Warhammer titles are, like, reduced like some of them massively reduced like 70 percent like a lot just a lot mm. so i'm i'm quite happy get excited i am mm. it's just that I, I i don't have money mm. the sad times when you don't have money Ugh. so yeah that if you guys are interested in Warhammer stuff, go check that out. You might find a good deal. Mm. Yes. So here's some um, stuff to talk about, Nick. Mm. Are you you're you would be familiar with overclocking hardware, wouldn't you? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I, I guess once everyone has you know got gotten into the custom building PCs, you're gonna run into overclocking. Just because stuff can be overclocked. <laughs> yeah, because you can. Because you can. Now, for most consumers, us, everyone else, really, um, the minor amount of overclocking that you can do with um, basic software tools is kind of really all you ever want to play with. Yeah. You get the hardcore um, uh, XOC, they call them, extreme overclocking mm-hmm. community, where they start um, doing insane levels of um, overclocking. overclocking. For instance, um, uh, there was a there's been a record set for highest um, PC RAM clock speed. Yeah, uh, five thousand seven hundred and twenty six megahertz. To put that in perspective, most people run at three thousand. Yeah, if you have a good yeah. Giga, uh, RAM. Yeah. And so a professional overclocking team um, took a kit of Micron memory and um, bathed it. Not, you know, they, they literally stuck it in a bath of liquid nitrogen oh. and overclocked it to 5,726 megahertz. Jeez. Because the cooler you can keep it, the more stable it can get yeah. and higher clock speeds you can get out of it. And... Um, it gets a little bit ridiculous, to be honest, the amount of um, power people put into it. 
For instance, I recently ran across um, uh, the EVGA Geoforce Kingpin series. Have you heard of that? No. No. Well, EVGA goes and you know goes and finds the graphics processing chips, the silicon itself, and finds the best out of the batches, mm. and then gets the best out of those and keeps that, because not everyone's silicon is made equally, so. One 2080 Ti might perform better than another one just because it's got better components. Yeah. Um, so the Kingpin series is where they take all of the finest, best um, components and put it into a graphics card, mm. which is then limited edition for their very premium members. Yeah. For example, their uh, RTX 2080 Ti Kingpin is... Um, exclusive to only their special members and it is two grand US Oofed. now two grand US gets you a graphics card of graphics cards this thing has both air cooling and a w- liquid cooling loop built into it <laughs> because, because one one cooling is not enough it's designed to be so overclockable it has three eight-pin power connectors on it. Oh. <laughs> to put that in perspective, you normally have one. Yeah, one. <laughs> it's, it's you know, built to handle uh, 520 watts normally. Oh. And if you want to overclock it, you can disengage the safeties and go higher. Oh. So, yeah, this thing sucks a lot of juice. <laughs> All the juice, in fact. <laughs> That moment and it's, where running your graphics card alone is like <laughs> half it, a kilowatt hour. Yeah, it's it's more expensive than the heater. Mm. So to be honest, take off the coolers, just run the pipe, heat pipes <laughs> through your heat, heater. Probably do the job just as well. Yeah. Now, this thing is built specifically for the overclocking community mm. because it's actually got a USB-C um, plug in it that you can plug a little device into, I don't know what it is, which allows you to access the software of the card itself, turn off all the safeties, and do whatever you want to it. Because when you use overclocking software, you can't go too high because the software safety is built into the card. You just can't do it. Mm. And the motherboard itself. The motherboard's like, no, this card is not getting that much power. (laughs) But you can go turn all of that off and then basically go as far as you like. And this, you just look at it. I was watching this guy doing a review of it, and he was doing, like, the basic overclocking. Mm. And he does a lot of overclocking. But he says, I do not have enough experience with overclocking to be able to do this. The only time I've ever gone half as far is when I was being watched by the manufacturer, the engineers who designed and manufactured the card. (laughs) He's like, um... If you're in the extreme overclocking community and you want something that's going to be easy to overclock and incredibly overclockable, get this. If you have, if money is not an issue and you want to mess around with the features and you don't care when you inevitably destroy the card, (laughs) get this. (laughs) But um, for anyone out there, I mean, just Google EVGA Kingpin. This graphics card is a work of art. It is glorious. (laughs) Does it have RGB? I think it's too cool for RGB. (gasps) 
You cannot be too cool for RGB. This thing can be too cool for <laughs> RGB. This thing is glorious. It just... Oh, there's a lot of thing that this thing... There's a lot of stuff that this thing radiates that isn't just heat. <laughs> uh, um, so it is, hands down, the most powerful RTX 2080 Ti you will ever find. As are, the, as, are, as are the other cards in their Kingpin series, because they've done, you know, pretty much every card, you mm. know, major card has had a Kingpin version. Does it tell you how many are made? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, I'd say it'd be fairly limited because their exclusive club is very small. Yeah. You have to, you have to have bought two of their graphics cards beforehand to qualify for being accepted into oh, the club. Jeez. Mm. So Buy our stuff first before we even think you can be a part of us, you filthy peasant. Yeah. Before you can before you can even consider spending another two grand. <laughs> uh sound perfect for you, Nags I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need one of these. Except it'd probably only fit in the big case because the little case wouldn't be able to handle graphics card and its own dedicated water cooling loop. Yeah. So, whew. I mean, I have to hand it to them. The people who can pull performance from machines. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous what they can do. Just add more power and more power. <laughs> more heat comes from it, so oh. just make it cooler. Yeah, pretty much. More ca- cooler, more mm. power, better. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest. That's overclocking in a nutshell. Yeah. And then being out ready to fork out the bill when you blow it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. When because. everything goes wrong. Mm. Yeah. It must be very painful when everything goes wrong and you're just like, oh, look, there's $1,200 down the drain. <laughs> no, it's $1,200 going up in flames. Mm. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. So um, Intel has had a bit of an issue recently where their hyper-threading systems design has been shown to have a rather fatal flaw um, in terms of viruses. Mm. Have you heard about this? I, I have heard of it, like, in brief passing. Okay. Like, on so, websites and stuff. So, so both Intel and Microsoft are having issues. <laughs> yeah, which is basically affects almost all PCs. Yeah, a, ma- a large majority of them anyway. Mm. So basically the way that this um, this issue happened was is that the computer will try and guess at what you want it to do before you tell it to do it. Mm. And because you haven't told it to do it, to you know perform an, ac- an action yet, the CPU will go ahead and start loading the file before asking permission to load the file, security permission to load the file basically. Oh. Like not very much gets loaded at all, but it's enough to give it a performance boost. And um, basically, people worked out that you could actually inject bad code into that, you know, mm-hmm. overexcited loading, you know, lo- inject it into the RAM and get the PC to load it before running the security check on it. Yeah. And if your code was small enough, it could actually get away, you know, it could get through that way. Oh. So Intel has gone and um, run their test, you know, gone and said, Okay, this is going to cause performance a performance dip to fix. And they've gone and cherry obviously cherry picked their results. But um 
the worst performance um, reduction from an Intel i9-9900K, mm. which is their big core, their big yeah, one, the big top boy. of the line. Yeah, is a three uh, percent decrease in performance. That's not too much. Yes, but it is cherry picked. So hopefully, that is um, that is going to be across all. Yeah, Intel it, stuff. It won't be across all Intel stuff. But because like that thing runs at what like four point something gigahertz or whatever, so mm-hmm. your systems that are running lower at like say two point eight, mm. they're going to feel a much bigger hit than yeah. But then you know they have to have the technology and all that different stuff and yada yada yada. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I would say that the lower ends are also going to get hit. Mm. Lower ends are going to get hit as well. Um, Let's see. Yeah, so basically there's going to be a performance drop because of the um, system, but that's basically because the computer isn't going to be second-guessing you and preloading. Yeah, it's just going to, like, just hold your horses, mate. I want to click this thing now, not 10 seconds ago. Mm, Yes. Well, hopefully they managed to sort that stuff out because the number of, you know, panicked, oh, my gosh, we've just discovered this ultimate security flaw which yeah. breaks everything. Yeah, I saw that in, like, every second, like, every article talking about it. It's like, this major flaw is going to, like, you know, let people in and, like, mm. everything's so easy to get cracked now. And yeah. Ah. Well, the Intel security flaw affects... Uh, CPUs built for as far back as two, 2008. Yeah. So basically everything. <laughs> I understand that it's a, like a big widespread issue, but mm. it's they made it to be a lot worse than what it actually is. Yes, this is true. The problem is, is that, you know, the moment something like that happens, all the media's like, let's publicize this as much as we can. Oh, yeah. Mm. Then again, this is such high-level coding that you'd have to know exactly what you're doing to be able to do it. And you'd have to know the exact routine of what actually happens mm. and exactly how much code gets through beforehand and exactly yeah. how to do all that type of stuff. So you have to be... You have to know a lot about it. Well, a lot of... Like, there would be people that could do it, mm. but, you know... Mm. Don't download suspicious-looking things. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, don't download suspicious-looking things. Keep your antiviruses up to date. Mm. Yeah. Even don't, if it is Don't Windows click on Defender. phishing emails because that's just dumb. Uh, I get them from um, Apple, <laughs> like people pretending to be Apple all the time. I'm just like... <laughs> oh, um, the Unix email got one actually today. <laughs> <laughs> It said, um, what was it? Was it was a job, op- it's like, congratulations, your um, your job application has been successful. It was like, oh. dear Mr. Mrs. Society. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was great. It's like, hmm, they're saying they're, in, they're saying they're based in London, but they've put down the pay in U.S. dollars. Hmm. <laughs> There's several things wrong with this email. <laughs> Suspicious. Hmm. I accept. <laughs> yes, I accept. Oh. So, yeah. But yes, the job application to, you know, the UNE Gaming Society email. <laughs> Yay. Mm. Oh. It's funny how people think that people are that stupid. I know. 
then again, um, I've got a friend who works in high high end um, insurance agency and financials and stuff like that. Mm. And her company actually has um, a department. There segments of their IT department just sends out phishing emails to their employees. Mm. So um, because basically the employees have to, if they get a phishing email, a suspicious email, they're not allowed to open it. They have to flag it and send it to IT. Yeah. To check it out. And basically, that's just to see if they're doing it right. Oh, okay. So, but I love it because she just winds up getting phishing emails from her bosses all the time. <laughs> You'd think that they would do it like only every once in a while. Yeah, but you know, you sort of get used to it. it's like, oh, look, the bosses are writing me again to me. I assume because <laughs> someone's wanting me to check out my, um, yeah, all this money I just won in the lottery I never actually signed up to. <laughs> And stuff like that. Yay. It'd be funny if you reply and go like, oh, hey, thanks. Hmm. Th- well, thanks, Bob in IT. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Oh, that was a funny thing. Um, there was an RT gamer um, video of doing a video um, a games company. Mm. And one of the things was, you know, oh, you know, you've won this. Just pay this amount. And he's like, yeah, it's a scam, but, you know, I'm going to pay it anyway. <laughs> Gets put down in finances as a gullibility tax. <laughs> uh, Jeez. So I'm going to do this for views. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Then again, you look at some YouTubers and they're like, oh, really hyped and things like that. And, you know, they're doing their best to be funny. Mm. And then you look at other ones who are just chill and then just are funny. Yeah. Uh, just great things. Like, for instance, uh, have you seen City Skylines? No, I have not. Okay. Well, basically, City Skylines is a city building game where you've got to build a functioning city mm. with all the services and everything else like that. And he's always struggled with it. It's like he's never managed to get the perfectly functioning city. And then someone on his on his um, stream mentioned, why don't you make a city with just one road? So it's really long. <laughs> And it's just one road, so you've got to go all the way to the end, turn around and come all the way back if you ever wanted to, you know, get across the street. <laughs> and um, he's like, I don't know why, but this is the single most successful city I have ever made. It has zero traffic problems. The commute is like seven months long, but it has zero <laughs> traffic problems. Because uh, there's, there's no place to get a traffic jam because it's just one road. <laughs> it's great. So things like that, that you realize this is just hilarious content, <laughs> but at the same time. I've broken it. <laughs> or other things, like he was playing Game Dev, uh, game dev Tycoon and, say, and the, the tutorial's like, oh, yes, you know, you just created the first bug in your game. You know, as, you, as your uh, developers gain experience, you'll see, you know, they'll, pr- they'll produce less and less bugs. He's like, ah. I see the guys who made this game hadn't heard of Fallout 76. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one on Fallout 76 was, um, at this stage, you can start marketing without actually developing the game, as in the case of Fallout 76. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Oh, he oh. just rips on it so hard. I mean, why well, you can. Mm. Yeah, well, might as well. It's deserved. Actually, the one thing I will say about it is there's no Fallout 76 news. I haven't seen any. Mm. I've been going through my news websites and haven't found any. It's great. Not this week? Yeah. They didn't stuff up. Woo. Oh, no, they have stuffed up. It's just that everybody's over it now. Yeah. It's no it's, longer it's new It's not news. Oh, didn't it come down in price as well? Like, yeah. hugely in price? It's, it's dropped massively in price. Yeah. 
think it was like eight bucks at one point or something like and that. And you just like, why? It's like it was sold as a triple A game. Yeah, like two months ago. Mm. How? Yeah. It was just that bad. Yes. Just imagine being the guys that worked on that, just mm. going, oh. We created a disaster. Actually, speaking about game development, um, CD Red, I think, is that the guys that make The Witcher? No. CD Project Red or? Oh, The Witcher. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. It's some, the guys that are making now making Cyberpunk 70, 2077. Uh, let me see. Yes, CD Project and CD Project Red. Yeah. 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 Got it right. Um, they have announced in like this giant in this climate now in games development mm. where everyone's expected to have crunch at the end of their development cycle, they said out to the public, like, we are not going to have that bad of a crunch. Like, yeah, there will be a crunch, but it won't be bad. Mm. It's going to be bearable for the for the people making the game. Yeah, well, there's um, the studio has said they have a new non-obligatory crunch policy and wants to be held publicly accountable and so that they can treat their developers more humanely. Yeah. And you you got to love it when they're saying, we're going to treat our developers humanely. humanely. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what I found. Look at it, everybody else here. Because, <laughs> yeah, like in like the last couple of AAA releases, that has been a major problem that has surfaced. Mm. But the crunch time aspects, because it happened with Anthem... Um, what else? There was another one recently um, that made headlines. Why can't I remember this? It wasn't Metro. But, yeah, there was, like, a couple of games recently where, like, um, they've had a massive crunch time at the end of it and they've gone and CD Projekt's gone, yeah, we're going to not do that. Mm. We're actually just going to pay our people properly and, like, actually have the game uh, have the full development cycle. Mm. Well, for instance, the game Red Dead Redemption, the developers have said when it came to the final weeks before it was released, they were working 100-hour weeks. Yeah. So, And that's not like one or two people. That's like hundreds of people mm. working that often that a was week. Three, yeah, so three weeks you know, running, working 100-hour weeks for the entire dev team, basically. Yeah, so that's probably like, what, 100 to 200 people? Mm. That's a lot of time. Yeah, for like, sure. A hundred hours is like working seven days a week, 18 hours, 16 to 18 hours every day. Mm. There's a whole bunch of, um, there's a whole bunch of things if you start looking for this where like it's not the developers themselves complaining, it's the spouses and family and things like that saying, mm. you know, what is this? Yeah, like in that time, they don't get to basically see their family. Mm. It's just like, okay, I'm living at work now for the next month. Yeah. Well, Which is kind of a rough life because, you know, life's meant for living. Yeah. Mm. So... Um, this is this is a bit of a, a I'm reading a bit from a letter here written by um, a disgruntled spouse as she calls herself, um, whose husband was working for a 
de- a game studio which collapsed and was bought up by EA. So he's now mm-hmm. working under EA. And he was working on a title. And within weeks of a game starting being produced, they went into mild crunch time of eight hours a day, six days a week. Oh. Um, and then a couple weeks after... Th- um, and then... Um, I mean, that's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's bearable. Mm. I mean, it's not... We'll see what you want. But. See, they, they said, you know, we're going to have our pre-crunch so that we don't... We're going to crunch less for longer so that we don't have yeah. to crunch right at the end. And they even said... They, EVA, EA even set a date. We're going to stop and start working on, you know, at normal hours, like two months before the end of the game. So we'll actually slow down development and work on it there. But then they passed um, they passed that termination date mm. and then started racking up the, um, the hours. So they wound up uh, getting racked up to um, the mandatory hours were um, 12 hour days, seven days a week. Oh. So, um, and that was mandatory. That was, you know, you had to do it. You had to show up. My brother was doing those hours mm. not too long with ago. The occasional, with the occasional Saturday evening off um, for good behavior. <sighs> good behavior. Mm. See, that, that should be the absolute maximum that somebody is allowed to work. Mm. Absolute maximum. Not recommended or mandatory absolute mag- m- maximum like if i was a boss hmm. i mean obviously like you know i'm not in the situation where like that a game has to be at a sp- specific date hmm. but like i would see people still working and be like no go home hmm. just leave hmm. well see the thing was is that they since they had been already working fairly decent hours beforehand Mm. The team was obviously tiring out. Then they were told, yeah, you're working 9 to 10. Mm. They're like, this is not going to be good. But then um, the wife's main, comp- you know, the, her main big thing isn't just that. But she says, um, you know, and I'll, I'll quote here, and the kicker, for the honor of this treatment, EA salary pl- salaried employees received no overtime, no compensation time, so no additional holidays for putting in all the extra time. Um, um, uh, So they didn't receive any extra hours spent during crunch time. Those didn't accrue into their days off. Mm. Um, And no additional sick or vacation leave. So they got absolutely nothing out of it. They didn't even get paid more for their crunch time. They got paid the same. The same. While still working 12-hour weeks. Jeez. 12-hour days. Yeah, 12-hour days. That's right. Gosh, a 12-hour week? You wouldn't be doing anything. It's like, I'm here for two days. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I think I heard something along the line where another company um, had to pay overtime for mm. all of their crunch time hours. And, yeah, mm. <laughs> they paid a lot. I, I think I heard something like that. Yeah, well, see, the... Um, well, isn't the answer to that is just, you know, give people more time to produce games rather than, you know, pushing them so hard? 
Yeah, that would be ideal, but the then issue the is that they want they want to get all of that money. It's it's a balance between like profit in, uh, like the cost of the game and how much you spend on the development. So they only want to spend like so much on the development. If they extend that development time, like even a day extra, could cost them thousands, if mm. not tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. Because of just paying employees. Then well, where are these employees? Then again, you've got the you know unions, or does that just not exist wherever they are? Because um, the issue is, is that um, uh, game. So, for instance, she says here. Um, okay, so, well, so it you know when you talk about this, you've got to look at the fact that um, um, small game studios don't really last all that long, and. Mm. They're kind of recognized to be dying, unless you're unless you've produced something amazing that took the world by storm. Yeah, your game studio is not going to live for very long. So, um, really, there's not a lot of actual studios to work at that can you know guarantee pay. Mm. Um, In saying that. Um the games development industry is not unionized. No. Not at all. But there are more and more game developers that are more leaning towards making a unionized system to, mm. like, help them out. Because Especially with all of this and the stuff going on at Riot as well. Mm. And their um, forced um, private arbitration. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you worked at EA and, you know, you got that and all the other works were like, this is just so much. I mean, if everybody walked off, they would have to do something about well, it. Like so employ issue, more people so, or something. Well, here's the thing. is um, She says here, EA paired with other giants such as Vivendi, Sony, and Microsoft is rapidly either crushing or absorbing the vast majority of the businesses in game development. A few standalone studios that made their fortunes in previous eras, such as Blizzard and BioWare, um, managed to still survive, but 2004 saw the collapse of dozens of small game studios no longer able to acquire contracts in the, epi- in the face of rapid and massive consolidation of game publishing companies. This is an epidemic hardly unfamiliar to anyone working in the industry, um, though, of course, it is always the option of talent to go outside the industry, you know, going into commercial software development, something like that, but mm. it's basically an industry where if you want good work, the only option is the giants, and the giants are sort of pushing everyone else out. Yeah. You know, you look at some things, like PUBG, for instance, took the world by storm, and that was an indie title. Minecraft was an indie title. Mm. There's a lot of really big indie titles, but that's it. Yeah. They, that's the only thing they did. Yeah. You know, Notch is no longer on, and it has anything to do with Minecraft, I uh, don't know if Player Unknown has anything to he, do with PUBG anymore. He moved onto a new IP, but he's still like it's still his company. And he's mm. still like they're still making mm. that type of stuff, but like he's moved on to another thing now. Yeah. So he's taken what he's learned and all of the success and the money that he's made mm. and uh, doing it to a new IP. Mm. And you know, you say that, oh, financial concern might be a bit of an issue for um, these companies. For the big companies, EA turns over $2.8 billion a year. Mm. That's their income. That's um, after everything. So 
they're making enough money to be able to not have that sort of... Yeah, but they they would rather, instead of making, let's say, one million on a title because of all of the money that they've put into it, they want to make 10 million out of that title. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think um, in its first weekend, Madden 2005 grossed 65 million. I don't know if that that's gross, so I don't yeah. know how that comes out to in total. But, um, yeah. yeah. And there's other things as well. So basically, is you can just keep on going through. So that was directed at EA. There's another one of Rockstar San, of Wives of Rockstar San Diego employees mm. as like a mass letter to say, hey, this isn't right. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not great. <sighs> but, you know, anyways, we should have a music break. Yeah. So I can read in more of these letters. <laughs> and we'll come back to this probably after the break. Yeah, or Jen can review a game. Maybe. Jen should probably review a game so that I don't keep on going on about this. <laughs> but this is an entertaining topic. <laughs> it is, to be honest. Anyways, you've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back shortly. to love and want to lose sweet divine the heavy truth what do i want don't make me choose
like the wolves to get to you, to get to you. I'll be down the darkest alleys of the dark side of the moon to get to you, to get to you. I'm for love and every stranger took too much easier. All for you, yeah, all for you. I've been running through the jungle, I've been crying with the wolves to get to you, to get to you. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And we're going to continue this little... Red. De- <laughs> debate? Is what I was going to say? Yeah. Well, don't, to be honest, I think we're. it can't really be called a debate because we can all agree crunch is awful and shouldn't really be, you know, mm. this bad. Yeah, it sh- it, I can understand the necessity for it because... That stuff just happens. Deadlines happen. Um, well, in the break, we're, we're at university. Saying, <laughs> we're, break, we we're just saying this. that if they were actually paid for this overtime, that all these hours that they're putting in, it wouldn't be so bad. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's still atrocious that they're making people work that long. But if they were getting paid at least for working that long, but no, it will make it a, a bit a bit more better. Mm. This is um, this is very true. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you just keep on. Yeah, now that I've actually started digging into this, um, it just keeps on, it basically just keeps on getting worse and worse. You get companies who um, will not allow their their employees to log more than 40-hour weeks, even though they're working full crunch, you know, 12 hours a day, Mm. if not more, um, which is ridiculous. Um... Uh, And, you know, oh, so I've just found another article about um, how Fortnite, you know, the reason Fortnite succeeded was, you know, they had months of crunch time at Epic Games. Mm. And um, the other the other problem is, is that Fortnite to try and um, to try and keep um, ahead ahead with their updates because they update all the time. Oh, yeah all the time, is basically running at permanent crunch. Hmm. So you've got um, um, this guy's this person saying here, these are all anonymous because, you know. You need to be. You need to be. This person's saying, I work an average of 70 hours a week. There's probably at least 50 or even 100 other people at Epic working those hours. And I know people who pull 100 hours a week. Like. <laughs> Jeez. They say, um. And the company tries to be the nice guy by giving by the company gives us unlimited time off, but it's almost impossible to take the time because if one person takes the time off, that you know hundred hour week workload gets dumped onto other people. Yeah, and nobody wants to be that guy because they're all in it together. Yeah. <laughs> so do they at least get paid for it all? Um, Does it say that? Oh, we don't get paid for some. I'm not seeing people. I don't know if they'd go that far because mm. that would really start causing issues. Um, so, yeah, they're saying so. It's like the biggest problems that we're patching all the time. The executives are fo- focusing on keeping Fortnite popular for as long as possible, especially with all the new competition that's coming in. Mm. Um, gods. A representative for Epic conceded that the workers had endured extreme working hours. Um, And the... um, the, So basically, Epic Epic acknowledges the fact that Mm. um, they have a continuous crunch for the dev team for Fortnite. You would think that they would just hire more people. With the success and the money that that... one game makes Mm. you'd think because like if you have crunch time say for every person that works like an 80 hour week hire two more people Mm. 
Uh, yeah, you have to pay twice as much, but people get to go home. Mm. I do. What? I can um, give them this, though. So they said that Epic said the sudden success of Fortnite has created difficulties. Um, Fortnite achieved a, ha- a far higher level of success than we'd ever anticipated. Everyone throughout Epic responded to the success with incredible vigor and commitment. The Fortnite team rapidly expanded the game to grow the audience. The Unreal Engine team began a broad up. Ep- broad effort to optimize for 60 FPS and support seven platforms. So I can't understand that. That game exploded beyond anything mm. anyone ever expected. So early on, I can understand the massive crunch scramble to just get it working for that many people. Yeah. But once they realized they were making a butt ton of money out of it and could afford to support significantly larger teams, uh, it's just... I mean, if you're paying people to do 80-hour weeks by employing another person to take those other 40 hours, you're probably not losing out too much more money than if paying that person for the 80 hours. Yeah, instead of paying one person 80 hours, you're paying two people 40 hours. Yeah. So it doesn't make much sense why you wouldn't just hire... Make sure those people are good at the job that you want them to do, but just hire more people. Mm. You can be selective with the process, just... You obviously need more people. Nice. Yeah, especially if you're going to be an on-running service mm. rather than a just development team. Like, sorry, a game development cycle team. Thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe they're just all idiots. <laughs> well, okay. So, so here's so the thing is that when you get into this industry, you get into it because you love doing it. Mm. Game development is a labor of love because it sucks. Yeah. You have to be dedicated to this. And once you find yourself in these situations, it can really be difficult to get out. So here's a little bit more. I know some people who just refused to work weekends and then we missed a deadline because their part of the package wasn't completed and they were fired, says another source. People are losing their jobs because they don't want to work these hours. Another source said, I've had friends come to me and say, I can't take this anymore. I've had friends break down in tears because the crunch is constant. Um... One source who worked as a contractor in quality assurance said, if I got to the end of an 80-hour workday, sorry, of an eight-hour workday and I turned to my supervisor to ask if I needed to stay on, they'd often look at me as if I was actively stupid. Officially, you don't have to keep working, but in reality, sit back down, we'll be here for a while. If you didn't do overtime, that was a mark against your character. So Nick was saying over the break, he's like, I'm only being paid for eight hours, so I'll only work the eight hours, but... You can't because hmm. that's basically it. Um, so, yeah. It's I just, mean, it just, just the sucky industry. I mean, what kind of life are they having? Not very much of one, to be honest. I've heard one where um, a, a tidbit, I don't know exactly where I heard this from, but um, they were saying that, um, like, uh, they take advantage of the young, more inexperienced people a lot more because those people are, like, um, young, full of vigor and, like, you know, are able to work long hours without, you know, too much stress on their bodies and stuff like that. Mm. Where And then, like, you know, after, like, you know, three or four years in the industry, those people are already worn out and tired and don't want to go back. Yeah. Well, for instance, this guy's saying, I was working at least 12 hours a day, seven days a week for four or five months. Yeah, that's not crunch anymore. That's just 
Grind. Mm. That's just grind. Yeah. Um, and apparently, um, game company, game development studios' favorite things are contractors. Mm. They love them because you can sign on a contractor for a contract of six months a year, mm. and then you know demand all of these extra hours out of the contractor. And if the contractor doesn't, you know, decides no, I'm not going to do. 80 hours of overtime or something stupid like that. Mm. They just don't renew the contract and hire another contractor. Yeah. To the point where in Epic Games, senior management calls, um, senior management will say, um, you know, just get more bodies. And that's what they cons- that's what they call contractors. Mm. It's just meat to throw into the development grinder. So, and that's, that's all they want is just disposable people, basically. Jeez. And you just have to think about it. It's like, you know, there's a lot of just not nice stuff. So the message, the moral of this story is if you're in IT at the moment. Do uh, software development, (laughs) not game development. Yeah, go on the software side of things. Games aren't too fun. Mm. Yeah. It's just... it's not good to have that type of working environment mm. or atmosphere or like even that's not good for anything. Even that stigma just around the industry as a whole. It's just like you don't want that. Mm. So Yeah, so there's talking about how um you know, talking about how basically you look forward to um um, you're waiting for the message to say, yeah, you don't come have to come in for overtime because you just assumed overtime. Oh. So, um, uh, so basically the only people in the develop, in the team who in basically the entirety of Epic who weren't doing crunch were the people telling everyone else that they had to do crunch. Yeah. Sounds so, about right. Hey, mm, the people so, in like the upper management. Hmm. It's and like, yeah, you guys get to tell everybody else to do, you know, 12-hour working days while you go home at the end of your eight-hour shift and have your weekends off. Mm. The other... Um, and they get paid more. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, one, of the, one of the things they say is, um, this one guy says, the younger people are especially vulnerable. I tried to tell them to go home, but they say, I want to get on and be promoted. I need to be here to do that. The competition is very high. They are ambitious, and they think it's fine to work a hundred-hour week. Which they're burn, dumb. You're, you're, they're dumb. And the other issue is, as well, is that um, when you start getting into game development, basically anyone who's big in that, any company who's big in that industry, the management of that company knows the management of the other companies. They yeah. all know each other. So it can very easily be a case of don't bother hiring people coming from, you know, leaving us because we've gotten rid of them because they don't want to, you know, they can't hack the environment basically. Mm. So leaving a company could massively cripple your chances of working for another company. So uh, I actually do feel sorry for the people who'd have to develop Fortnite now. Mm. You know, it makes me think of, you know, my favorite game, Team Fortress. It has a team of like 15 people and they release an update, a major update, like a year yeah. If not more, like they've had two, three, two and a half years now between the last update. So it's like, gosh, that's got to be a fun team to work with. Yeah. It's like, hey, we don't really have to do all that much. 
Just make sure the game runs. Make sure it works. Make sure it's nothing Valve, explodes. But Valve doesn't <laughs> do deadlines. But yeah, Valve doesn't do deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> so quite literally, um, their uh, Team Fortress Two animated shorts that they did for their advertising campaign are really well received. They were supposed to do a TV show for Adult Swim. Oh, really? Of those, but TV shows require deadlines, mm. and Valve was like. Ain't got time for deadlines. <laughs> for example, they were told, all right, we are going to have a 15-minute segment for your video. Make sure it's 15 minutes so we can have a, you know, five minutes of ads to make it out to a 20-minute segment. Mm. Val handed them a 45-minute long video and didn't want to change it at all. He's like, guys, we have a 15-minute segment. 45 minutes isn't going to cut it. And they fought with it so much that Adult Swim was like, this is the first episode. If they're going to be like this for every episode, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we're pulling out. This do you know what I'd do with that? Mm. Chop the episode in half. Yeah, just keep on chopping it up. Yeah. I would just go, okay, we'll take this. We're making two out of this. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, Valve must be a great place to work because the, they appear, they appear at least from everything I've seen, to be like so chill. <laughs> there uh. we go, guys. If you want to go into game development, go work for Valve. <laughs> To be honest, though, what does Valve develop? I mean, they update a few games, and that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, they probably don't have much, um, like, software mm. development. They have Steam, but, you know, that hasn't changed in ages. Yeah, That's more just curation and making sure that the whole platform is on a general scale is yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got the basis to be able to just keep themselves going with Steam. Mm. And you look at... Like um, Team Fortress, it does update fairly regularly, but it's always like local mm, localization files. Yeah, which basically means it's been translated for another language, and that like they change one misspelling or something like that. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, and it's like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, they look at Fortnite and just how much you know. They're not just tweaking things that are already there. They're adding in new things. They're tweaking. Yeah. They're adding new map components and yeah, skins like- and. The whole map changes, like, every, like, two months. Mm. That's the problem. It's constantly in development. They yeah. just need a bigger team. Yeah. Mm. They just need, the, like, twice the, issue the with, amount of people. The issue with that is, is that you start getting diminishing returns from your team as well. Because as your team gets too big, you start losing focus, the ability to, you know, mm. focus on something, I guess. That's why you grow it slowly. You don't, like, go, okay, now here's a big influx of people to ruin your whole work schedule and dynamic and, like, the flow-through of ideas. Mm. You're just, like, you know, one person here, one person here, one person here, one person here. Just Which goes slowly... back to your selective um, picking of people. Yeah, you just slowly grow this team over time. Mm. I mean, Fortnite's been out for, what, two years now like the battle royale like one to two years or something yeah it's been out for a while so you would think that they would how much do you want to guarantee that the um team hasn't changed size since they oh, went it, big it probably has oh, been okay so it, it was a ori- the Fortnite team was originally 50 people oh geez it tripled from there when they realized that it was going to be amazing yeah but it, from that i from there, I didn't see any mention of the team changing much in the way of size. They brought no. on, they brought on contractors to work in parallel with the developers. Yeah. But other than that, then they, you know, 
the employees said that program was basically a failure. It didn't help at all. So, woo. Yeah. So, well, they did triple their team. So, mm. you know, that's probably like a, that's a positive, but yeah. they just need to add more people. Yeah, like maybe 200, 250 mm. would be a, a better size to eliminate crunch. Yeah. Or such severe crunch. Mm. But the problem is, is that, you know, yes, they did increase it, but they didn't increase it enough. They should have been slowly increasing it. Yeah. My other thing is, is that, um, so for instance, I follow several mods for various different games. And these things are amazing. They're basically better than the original game. Hmm. Because they're like, we're going to take the original game. We're going to do a complete graphics overhaul. We're going to throw away its AI because its AI is terrible, rebuild a new AI from the ground up, rebuild the map. Basically, the only thing about this game that is original is the fact that it's, you know, still uses still uses the same um, tag on Steam in the library. That's it. <laughs> Everything else is different. And, um, and um, they make a very big point of saying, we do not announce update date, you know, when we are actually going to release anything, because we want to release things when they are ready, not when we've hit the deadline for it to be released. Yeah. Which sounds like a much better way of doing things. Um, they also had this lovely um, ongoing thing on their um, on their Discord, was that if anyone ever asked when, when the um, release date was, they'd add an extra month onto the release date. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, thanks. We've got another month to fix out things. <laughs> and That's then... when you get everyone to ask. <laughs> like, hey, guys, let's do it. Mm. And they're just like, well, we can't can't not release it. <laughs> well, that, that was great because some of the devs were like, well, yeah, it looks like we've got an extra month. That's nice because I wanted to tweak around with some of the textures and <laughs> fix the AI and do all this other stuff. It's great. And I love that attitude. Like, mm. sure, it sucks to be in a bit in the dark about what's going on. Mm. But as long as the, de- you know, as, but the developers maintain a very, very good relationship with their community and they make up videos and say, hey, look, this is, you know, the new 3D model we've built or, you know, we're just going to do a podcast about us talking about things that are happening. Yeah. As long as there's communication, it's fine. But I understand how that's harder to do when you're, making a whole new game instead of just a mod for a game. Mm. Maybe EA should go into modding. Maybe if they rebranded... No. I bet Bethesda could make some kick-ass Skyrim mods. They (laughs) already tried and it wasn't good. Create a club. (laughs) Yeah, but that's having other people make mods that they can you then sell the mods. Mm. What if they just stop development on everything and just like, right, we're going to make a multiplayer Skyrim mod. (laughs) Actually, I saw a story about some guys making a multiplayer Skyrim mod mm. and them getting death threats or something. Yeah, I've act- I actually opened that article, but I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, uh, okay. That's, uh, uh, the one issue with modding community is that it's all fine and dandy until somebody accuses a modding team of stealing code. Yeah. And then it turns into a massive um, storm of internet fury. <laughs> where everyone's pissed and everyone's upset and things like that. And um, it's, it, it, you, you just have to look at it and it's like, uh. <laughs> It's just like, you're not selling it. 
you're not like if you do steal code put a credit in there for the person that made the code Mm. just go we are using a section of this guy's code for this purpose Mm. bam done so for instance they were accused of um uh, skyrim together is the name of the mod um they were accused of using code from skyrim script extender Mm. which is basically the mod you have to put in in order to do mods yeah (laughs) it's like the foundation for mods Um, so it's entirely possible that they wanted to try and have it so that you didn't have to have a fully set up modded uh, Skyrim to be able to just do it. Oh, okay. That that would be my idea as to how they would you know, do that. Or it might not have been. It might have been something else. It might have been a way to make it integrate better and just work. Yeah, exactly. But, guys, come on. This is like the thing everybody has to use. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> so... Uh, it's just like <sighs> internet, please. Mm. Um, they're, you know, they're going to release in order to maintain transparency. They said they're going to release a new build of the mod every day, and they said, please don't use this for actual, you know, it, you know, you basically don't play this seriously because it's going to be buggy and broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be fun. Jeez. So. Yeah. Oof. Why is the internet so cancerous? <laughs> because, because it gives everybody a voice. Mm. And the thing is, is An- that there's anonymity, to be yeah. honest. An anonymous voice. Mm. Which is probably the worst thing you can do for, you know, all the crazies out there. Mm. And everyone has it, basically. Yeah. Everyone in the developed world has it. Mm. Really. I'm just going to say everyone in the general world has it. To be honest, everyone in the general world has it. Mm-hmm. I believe India has better internet speeds and yeah. phone speeds than we do. Uh, anyway. Let's go to India. <laughs> Oof. Anyways, music break time so that we can go through more. I need to stop because there's so many articles here that I can just bring up really quickly to get more angry about crunch and things like that. Ugh. Okay, let's move away from that for now. Jennifer, <laughs> review Stardew Valley next, please. But we already did that. Do it again. Do it more. Do it more. Better. D- do it more and betterer. <laughs> Anyways, you've been listening to the Unix radio show Gets Angry on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back shortly. Student-powered radio. 106.9 Tune FM. Feels like I'm back from the dead Finally out I wanna make our dreams instead I just wanna shout out from my
wasting time driving through the back streets on my mind I can see you looking at me looking at me Was wondering why I was so 
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And we are nice and chill and mellow and nothing is wrong with the world and Jen's going to review Stardew Valley. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the um, iPad here mm. and the internet's not working on it. Yay. Ooh. Maybe I'll just go and look up my own review of Stardew Valley instead because Jen doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I don't know what to say, so... What do you think of the game? What did you think of the game, yes? I already told you guys. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. So you thought it was fun. Why? What did you enjoy about it? <laughs> so what? what is it, for instance? Just tell us what the game actually is because we haven't even said that. It's like a farming simulator. So it's farming sim, <laughs> the one with the tractors and hay and stuff like that. No, I'm not that advanced. <laughs> uh, so best you put planting ground, you water plant, it grows, you harvest it. That would be great if you had like a little tractor <laughs> in Stardew bad. Valley. That would be great. Where's <laughs> my tractor? That'd be so much fun. Just like- would, to be honest, though. I would actually, you know, that would probably be a fun little DLC if you yeah. got, like, this little tractor with a plow. <gasps> Mods! Yes! Mods for Stardew Valley. Uh, that'd be uh, great. That would be amazing. I think the thing that makes Stardew Valley, like I said before, is the fact that it's not just farming. Mm. I mean, yes, that's how you make most of your money. Mm. But it's not all farming. Mm. It's a bit of like this, that, and the other, and a lot of um, interaction with the fellow people in the village. Yeah. It's really frustrating me at the moment because I've met 27 out of 28 people and I don't know where the last person is. Is it the warlock in the tower or something? The wizard in the tower? No, I've already met the wizard. Oh. I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably like some frog or something. Knowing Stardew Valley, it's like something completely random. Mm. So some of the quests were really random. Like the one that we got recently was um, find somebody's pink or was it purple shorts or something? Purple pants. Oh, purple pants. Yes. Mm. I also like my friend said that it's bad that um, you do things individually, but I think it's good that instead of one person carrying everybody, that you know you can all do. You can all experience the same the game. Yeah. At the same time without losing out on the content. Yeah. Mm. Everything goes accordingly. Hmm. And there's a lot of depth to it as well. There's a lot of other things. You don't just you you don't just have to farm. You can go mining, you can fight the monsters in the mine, you can go fishing, although I, I generally went fishing. I can't fish. I, I, I did. I went fishing and that's how I got my money. Nice. I go fishing, but I'm not very good at it. I'm trying, but... Yeah. And then everybody's yelling at you when you're, like, out at night time. And everybody's just like, get back into bed! Ah! And you're just like, I'm going! I'm running! Yeah. I'm out of energy, so I'm really, really slow! Okay? <laughs> mm. It was a hard day, okay? <laughs> mm. A lot of fishing. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so, Stardew Valley is nice. It's very chill compared to everything else that we play, which is mostly first-person shooters, to be honest. <laughs> so, it's hard to get, you know, chill out of those. Yeah, it's hard to get, like, action-packed adventure out of 
Stardew Valley. Mm, <laughs> yes. It's also a good-looking game in, in its own way, to be honest. Mm. The uh, little pixel art and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the pixel art is quite nice, to be honest. It's very relaxing. That's what I have to say. <laughs> mm. um, and it's only sixteen ninety-nine on Steam. Oh, okay. So it's not even too expensive. Yeah, it's a good little one. Mm. So, you know, if anybody wants to play a game with all their friends, more than two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's up to only four player, though. Mm. Well, you can get mods to allow more than four players. Yeah, but then it becomes unstable and there's not a house for everyone. No. It does get very entertaining, though. <laughs> the YouTube video of, like, 100 people playing their games Jeez. is entertaining. <laughs> it's just no. utter chaos. That, that imagine just everyone oh. working on the farm at once. Just everyone does one tile and the whole farm is done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll say this. Okay. The limit of four people is probably a good thing because it does keep it simple. Mm. Imagine being a person in the town as like a horde of <laughs> farmers okay. comes so, running so, down the line. So I was um, I was um, confused. I'm sorry. Um, the video I was thinking of was an RT game video where he put an unlimited players mod on his game. Oh no. <laughs> and then he's like hey stream, guess what? Unlimited players mod, come join. He's like oh this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, no. And it's just, like, bombarded by so many people connecting. Oh, jeez. But, yeah, it's just the stampede of people. And, like, they're all just sitting there, like, with a little cup of tea going, Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's just... Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so many people. Um, sleeping looks like it's basically impossible. Yeah, I could imagine. Mm. Like, you have four beds. Mm. A thousand people. Well, see, you can buy more, um, you can bu build more houses. Oh, okay. Um, so I think at this point they're just resorting to cheats because of... Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Just sitting there, like, it, instead of a, it being a farm, it's just an apartment complex. <laughs> It's amazing. We found people here, don't you know? <laughs> it's amazing the the three videos that are you know listed here is you know Stardew Valley with an unlimited players mod, um, don't starve together. They turned it into a twenty four player battle royale, oh. <laughs> and uh, tried to fill two hundred and fifty five player slots on a Terraria server. <laughs> Not sure Terraria, you know, it's old now. I oh. don't know if we'd be able to handle that. <laughs> Um, from what I've seen in that video, everyone just started digging, and by the time you know he got to their side of the map, they basically dug half of the map away. Oh. It was just gone. It's just like, yeah, we found everything. It's all gone. Imagine the amount of chests that would be needed mm. to put all of that stuff away. Mm. So. Just mountains of chests. Oh. Oh, but in saying that, you can hold 999 per stack rather than 64. Yeah. But still, you're erasing the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody need time for this world. You see that world you've got over there? Yeah, it's gone. Yep, it's you happy gone. now? Mm. Back to Stardew Valley. One of the things I like about it is the easy map. Hmm. Yeah, I, I got lost once or twice. 
but you've, you've I, I went around and so I, I went around and I don't think I had the map. No, you, you literally just open your inventory, go across to the map, and there's a map. Or I think you just press M. I, I may have, like, not used the map, but I <laughs> specifically remember going around in circles a lot. You could do that without the map, but you pressed the I M remember struggling, then... like, as if I didn't have a map. I wish I had a map. <laughs> oh, oh, I wish I, wish I had a map. Mm. But, yeah. Nah. I'm, I'm just dumb. <laughs> yeah. All the random things you find fishing, <laughs> like broken CDs or broken glasses. Mm. Like, yes. It's just like, that's what I needed. Oh, trash. Fruit. Yeah. I don't want that. Every now and again you get, you know, you found trash. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Woo. a fish. I wanted a fish and I've got this wet, soggy newspaper instead. Woo. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. Oh, have you heard of the game, this new game called Splitgate? No. It's an interesting kind of game. So it's a, it's, um, it's a, you know the standard Halo multiplayer where you're just running around a map shooting people? Yeah. Yeah, so it's that, but you've also got a portal gun. Yes. So So... Uh, it's got all these different surfaces built around the map. So not every surface is portalable, but they're specifically marked as such. Yeah, like portal. Yeah. They're all over the place. And you can place portals down and just go straight through them as if it, you know, as if you're playing portal. But then, you know, you put a portal above someone, drop down and shotgun them. <laughs> or stuff like that. So it's a first-person shooter with portals. Jeez. And it's really cool. You know, it's a really neat concept, to be honest. Because it does look, it does remind me a lot of Halo, to be honest. That style of arena combat, basically. Mm. But it's got portals. <laughs> Who doesn't like portals? FPS, but now with portals. Yes. <laughs> Valve is just, you know, standing there being sad. Like, why didn't we think of this? Half-Life 3 could have been a Portal and Half-Life crossover. No. <laughs> no. Portal Royale. Portal, <laughs> portal <laughs> Royale. No. Imagine how much that yeah. will mess up a server. Uh, 100 player Portal Royale. Oh, so many portals. Portals on top of portals, so you can portal while you portal. Mm, yes. I'll have to show you the uh, trailer for it during the break because, oh boy, it's glorious. And some of the stuff people are doing is great. <laughs> it has actually released now, I believe, or been you know there's i've seen videos on youtube of people playing it so Mm. um it's cool certainly something to have a look at if you're looking for something that's different i guess while still being familiar because it's portal i love portals because you know you can just cycle through yourself (laughs) just be like yep i'm gonna step into this portal and just keep going (laughs) headshot me now (laughs) yeah you put one below you put one above you get out a sniper rifle aim down a corridor it's not camping if you're dropping at terminal velocity (laughs) (laughs) Uh. it's just like come near me i dare you somebody just walks up to you you just shoot you end up hitting them somewhere along the line something will get shot you could so shoot around corners then. You put you put a corner a uh, portal in a corner with a sniper rifle. Mm. Then you're looking down two corridors, not just one. Hey. <laughs> oh, it's great. There's so many. Or you if it's like a one long corridor, you put one portal at one end, one portal at the other end, 
and you look down one end and you just see the back of yourself. So yeah. you're constantly like waiting for someone to come <laughs> 360 around. 360 degree Overwatch. Yeah. Nice. And come at me. There's so many as, options. As this. long as the bullets can also go through the portals. Mm. Can you shoot yourself there? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you headshot yourself. <laughs> Suicide noise. Crit oh. fail. <laughs> then again, I guess I guess if you got a tight enough corridor, you could knife yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be fun, actually. Yeah. Thank God damn it. Mm. With this in mind, I'm going to put us on a music break now, so that we can all go and look look up the trailer for Splitgate Arena Warfare. You've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix Radio Show, and we will be back shortly. Your mom likes it.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and it's time for our plug. Yay! Our evening plug. We um tomorrow night up in the stro 6 p.m. till late till Wednesday <laughs> because it's always Wednesday when we go home. Um, we have games night, which is come up, play some games, have some fun, talk with friends and stuff like that, meet new people. So, yeah, come up. We have hopefully two VRs set up. We had a bit of trouble with them last week. Uh, some PCs, a Switch, an Xbox, heaps of board games, magic, and even sausage sizzle and drinks available for a dollar each. Have I hit everything? Um, yeah. I think I'm just getting, like, you know... You just, do it. Just, you just you just do it on autopilot. Yeah, it's just like hit everything in like a minute. And it's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Plug over then. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want more of the radio show, we are on Spotify and iTunes. So you can just go and find us. Um, ah, yeah. Hmm. Um, radio show next week, probably at 6 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can do a radio show next week. We'll be back. Yeah. We will be, some, somehow, somehow, yeah. we will make it back. Though I don't think we're going to go over the exam period, so. No, thanks. You I, only enough, ha- I, 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 I take enough soul crushing over exams to yeah. <laughs> be able to survive this too. So, um, yeah, we were only second last night of the trimester. So come on up before the exam crunch. You can owe it to yourself. Just have a bit of fun before everything gets hectic. Mm. Have a break. Relax. You know you need it. <laughs> we'll say the same thing next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, come on up and come check us out. Yeah. Um, My plug's over. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have anything clever to say about plugging. Um, not really. <laughs> I think that's it. We're done. Yeah. We did it. So we survived. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, um, thanks for everyone to listen for listening, and you've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back next week. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.